We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could give this feeling. I wish I could give this feeling. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast coming at you from the Las Vegas Fight Shop here in the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. On the corner, we talk about boxing, wrestling, some other shit. You know the, you know the rundown. But right now, we got the very elusive <laughs> co-host of the Corner Podcast back in his chair. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm back in this motherfucker. It's Andreas Hale, bitches. No, nah, it's Andreas <laughs> Hale. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's been a couple of weeks, the holidays and work kept me away, but uh, I'm back, man. It's it's good to get back to business and do what we do best. It's good to have you back here. It's been a while. I know it feels no, like I've seen sat you. in the chair. I know, I know. I, I listened to that show. Y'all did a great job on the show talking about journalism and uh, coming up in the game. And last week you held it down by yourself doing the award show, and I listened. And I was like. Great job, Kel. Wasn't a goddamn Mikel moment. Good, good. Thank you, thank you. Shout out to everyone who supported the award show and all of the ciphers and everything. It's currently yeah. our biggest and best show to date, numbers wise. I mean, we're inching towards that ten thousand mark and uh, getting closer to where we want to be. So we got to thank everybody for supporting that episode and helping the corner. You know, get into twenty sixteen with a bang. Yeah, year end episode, man. So, so what are we talking about today before we start shooting the breeze on everything else? Uh, today we have UFC 195, which we'll both be at. Yep. We're enjoying the weekly festivities and doing all the New Year's Eve stuff. It's crazy. It's a crazy mix right now in Vegas. We have that. We have some boxing finally to talk about. Big Bradley news today. Yeah, Barely Pacquiao 3, what everybody's been waiting for. Not. <laughs> uh, and then we also have tons of wrestling. WWE is making some moves. We have ROH to recap. And we have New Japan 
Pro Wrestling, That's Wrestle Kingdom coming like, up. After watching Raw this week, all I care about is Wrestle Kingdom. Like after after seeing this crappy Raw, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. And we're hyped because we keep seeing the ROH anniversary announcements and all of the New Japan wrestlers we get to see come out uh, to Vegas. Man, I'm so geeked so I don't have to fly out to Tokyo to see these guys. Oh, wrestling. man. Reverse Rat Pack will be in the building. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So tell us about your time away. It's been two weeks, man. I don't even know you came back with a fresh haircut. <laughs> had to shave the beard, man. I had to shave it down. So now, you know, kind of trying to be younger and shit. L.A. changed you and shit. You're hanging out with TDE, trying to be young, uh, doing what the kids do. I guess I'll talk about that first. So last week I wasn't at the show. Um, I got called the last minute. Uh, producers and cast from Reebok wanted me to come and produce a commercial for Kendrick's new ventilators, um, the red and blue joints, which, you know, unity and peace. So I got to do a commercial with uh, Glasses Malone and J-Rock in their respective hoods and the projects um, in Nickerson Gardens that we shot. And it went really well, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've done documentaries before with TDE, Macklemore, and a bunch of other people, Fighters, Cub Swanson, Pacquiao. Uh, Broner, but this was different because it was a commercial. So, you guys will get to see it soon. I think we're in the editing process right now. And then I was also out there for TDE's holiday weekend, which was great to see them do a free concert in the hood and nobody get hurt. I think like two eight year olds fought actually. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, Kendrick performed, they brought Big Sean out, Ty Dolla Sign was there, um, the whole TDE crew, and it was thousands of people out there. It was a little ugly outside, but man, it was it was dope, man. I, I you know, and then after that, I got a, I pegged for the, uh, you know, I'm doing the Grammys this year, and um, I've been asked to do the oral history of the Pimple Butterfly by the Grammy committee. Oh, they, they pegged the right person for that. Right. So I got to go to the studio with uh, Ali and Soundwave. Um, I was there with, with Schoolboy Q uh, recording some new music, which, yeah, this one, like, Q's played, wow. Him and Rock played me some joints, but, um. Just got to talking about the making of TD's uh, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, which was, that was great. Um, then I came back and it was Christmas. So, you know, <laughs> I got woke to take, up and it was Christmas. Yeah, so, I mean, it was cool. I got to take my nephew out there. It's funny. He's nine years old, but he's like completely, un he has no idea what he's in the middle of. Like, we went to the studio and he just sat, sat in mixed by Ali's chair and was like, I want to hear what y'all playing. And we're like, get out of here. <laughs> and then, you know, he, like, took a picture with Ty Dolla Sign and put his finger up, like, the, the rapper finger. And he, I was like, where would you learn that? He was like, I learned it from you. I'm like, this kid's growing up too fast. Had no idea what he was around, but he just kind of enjoyed the moment um, yo, being that, backstage. So it was dope. That was some of the best things I saw on your timeline this week. I was like, yo, your, your nephew is just going crazy. It reminded me because I was that kid. Uh -huh. It's crazy how, like, you transitioned. Like, I was in the studio having no clue of what I was in because my uncle always worked for Bad Boy and Rough Riders and everything right. and he did a promotion so like going everywhere with him and just being in different studios and then you know just going back for the summers and chilling in New York and going to Yonkers just chilling in D-Block Studios and playing you know NBA live back then right, with like right. Kiss and Styles and everybody and just having a ball man and I did that same thing I was like yo that's crazy like he's just in the midst of it yeah he just had he has no idea what's going on like he's there like so we're backstage I'm on the stage me I'm talking to top dog like watching everybody I see Big Sean see Ty Dolla Sign I've known him for a while and you know I'm like hey Ty because you know my cousin's there and um for some people that know my cousin's autistic so he just loves hip-hop so he saw Ty Dolla Sign and freaked out. He was like, yo, yo, Ty Dolla Sign, Ty Dolla Sign, Ty Dolla Sign. He kept saying his name. And uh, I'm like, yo, Ty, you take the picture with my cousin? He's like, sure. And he, he's like, you want to get in there, little man? Talking to my nephew. My nephew looks at him like, Psh, all right, whatever. And, like, jumps in the picture and, like, gives the smirk. And I'm like, do you know, like, what you're doing? Like, if I was that kid, I'd be kind of marking out. But not him. Nah, he he's just, cool. He, he just didn't care. Yeah, he's like, yo, hold this 
I'm number one. Yeah, you know, like in the studio, he's like, I want to hear music, and like, you know, there's weeds, everybody, you know, everybody's chilling, and I'm like, yo, go go to IHOP, get something to eat. I'm gonna do this interview. I'll be, you know, I'll be back. And he's like, I want to hear what y'all doing, and I'm like, and school accused is like, yo, your your nephew's crazy. Like, he has no <laughs> idea what's going on right now. He's just like, this studio's so cool, and I'm like, get out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was fun to take him out there and have a blast and uh, bring them back and then watch them open gifts and be a bunch of kids, man. So. That was that. That was that. So it was a cool little, cool little reason to be away for a minute. Do you still get presents for Christmas? For my wife, yeah. What she get you? Your wife gets you presents? Shout out to her. It's my first year in like forever getting presents. What? Yeah, my what girlfriend you, got me a couple you presents. Get? What'd you get? Anything special? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got like four video games. So she got Keeps me like yeah, just two K and. Just a ton of stuff. I got the new <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Okay. Just too too many things for me to play right now during yeah. this week. So I'm just looking at them, and I can't wait. Uh, so I got a couple games. Um, she got me two really dope Harry Potter shirts that I wanted. Oh, shit. Surprised me with those. <laughs> and uh, a couple more gifts. So, I mean, it was a, a nice nice holiday. You I had can't. a good holiday? Did y'all have mac and cheese? I did. Check my Instagram. Made more mac and cheese. <laughs> it was fire too. Uh, yes. My kids are in town, so okay. taught my daughter how to make mac and cheese, and she made it with me. So that was fun. Ah. And they had a great Christmas. Made me broke, and I bought them everything. <laughs> so it was it was really cool. And uh, my daughter got better headphones than me. Yo, you guys will see the show sooner or later. Um, we're working on the visual aspects right, of right. the Corner Podcast right now. But you can see I do not wear headphones because we do not have a headphone sponsorship yet. <laughs> and my yeah, daughter we'll got really dope beats and all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, like, yeah, see, like Kel- she do a radio show or something. See, next week is CES. So, Kel, you should go down there and lobby for some headphones. I will be covering CES. Yeah, I'm not going. I, I, I got way too much stuff to do uh, before I go. But for my Christmas was... It was just dope watching my, you know, my niece and my nephew open their gifts and everybody else. I just got a bunch of shoes. I've been asking my wife for some, like, I need dope shoes. Not sneakers. Like, my sneaker conducts is ridiculous. So she just went and bought me some dope shoes and, you know, a few other things. And I, I don't get video games anymore because I got too many of them. So, like, the fam's like, why we got to buy you games for you? These are still in the shrink wrap. I yeah. just got, like, FIFA 14 in the shrink wrap. I haven't even opened it. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't get that many gifts. I just get little stuff that I need, little clothes and shit like that. So. It was cool, man. I'm just, I'm happy it's over because it What'd broke you me. get your wife? Oh, this year? Oh, this, this, is, year. this is the question. You don't even remember. Well, because I, I bought. That's bad off top. Yo, I bought her so much stuff. But I bought her a record player. She always wanted a record player and vintage records. So I bought her some vintage Stevie Wonder records. Um, just John as good as live performance. Yeah, right. Uh, bought her some records. I bought her some jewelry. I bought her some, you know. It's, it's, we do this every year, man. It's like it's, it's nothing. It's never too less special. special though. Like it's nothing too special. It ain't. It's, it's more for me. Like seriously, it's more about watching my niece and nephew open their gifts and seeing everybody else get stuff that they need than anything else. And it's like the memories. Like I got my brother. I mean, not my brother. My nephew, the Dragon Ball uh, XV game. Oh, dope. and I put it in a case where the game is chores. So it, it's like it's called Z Box, and it looks like a real video game. You gotta like take out the cat poop and shit. And he's, he opens it, and he's like, what is this? And I'm like, yo, you get to play chores with your uncle. <laughs> it's like raking the leaves, and it's like they, they, they show the kids, like, taking out the cat poop. And I'm like, yo, just open the box. And he's like, just read the instructions to me. And he, like, he opened it, saw it was Dragon Ball Z, and squealed. And I, we tried to get it on video, but my iPhone ran out. But that was, like, those moments are, like, special to me. Everything else, I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, even my gifts, it's still, like, my wife's, like, trying your shoes. I forgot. Like, they're all sitting on the floor and shit. And my house is still a mess from Christmas. Oh, yeah, mine... 
Mine just got cleaned. Shout out to my girlfriend. Because <laughs> it would have been a, it would have been a mess if you leave it up to me. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy to see. Like I always wondered that. Like I haven't gotten gifts in forever. But yeah. then again, once I started having kids, everyone was like, "Yo, you're, you're good." Nah, yeah, and I had it. kids early, so I stopped yeah, getting man. gifts a long time ago. Yeah, they shut that down real. Yeah, quick. Yeah, it's been a been a sad, sad gift giving experience <laughs> for people in my family towards myself. Um, nah, but that's dope. That's dope. I, I have to see how you treat the wife. You know, there's yeah, more, more to marriage than than brunches. You well, get yeah, yeah. Andre's hell keys to marriage. Yeah, we're going on the cruise. Uh, I'll be gone again. In a couple of weeks, I'll be taking a seven-day cruise to the Mexican Riviera, just me and the wife. We're going to this unlimited liquor. So it might be, yo, it might be my last hurrah drinking for a while. I'm about to be off what my wife calls the sauce for a minute. Off the sauce. Just to be healthy. Just to go into 2016 healthy. I would have started probably after New Year's, but when you have seven days of an open bar, Don't you have to indulge. It. Yeah. got to indulge. So do that. Um, Before we even get into the show, I have to like crown myself as fantasy football champion and Ryan McKinnell's league, back to back two years in a row. So cut the check. Um, I'm a big fantasy football fan. And I feel like I have to tell this story about how I won, because winning is everything. And I, just, I saw like the trash talk come through. It was like gave me the Yahoo alert. Yeah. And I just saw your name. I was like, I'm not looking at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so look, so entering so. I, it was tied going into Sunday's games, right? Now, on my squad, I had Jarvis Landry, Eric Decker, um, D'Angelo Williams, right? In the Dolphins game, Landry didn't do shit the first half. In the Jets game, Decker did nothing. And the Steelers game, D'Angelo Williams was doing well. So there was a moment in the game where Ben Roethlisberger throws a pick six. Yeah. Now, I have Pittsburgh's defense also. So I just throw everything. Ah, I'm done. They called it back. Next play, D'Angelo Williams runs in for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, I'm still in the game. But I was like, damn, New England's about to kick a game-winning field goal. I'm done. He misses. Who catches the game-winning touchdown? Eric Decker. So I get those points. Jarvis Landry did nothing. Ends up with 111 yards. I enter the, the Sunday night game down 16 points, and all I have left is Blair Walsh, the kicker for the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. So I was like, I'm done. I'm Thank going God to dinner. For the Giants. Yo, son, I go eat, come back. I see Blair Walsh kicking 50 yards. I was like, we might have, I might have a chance. But I'm like, 16 points is a lot for a kicker. Yo, he got me. What do you get me? I'm, I'm looking right now because I'm going to say this. He got me 23 points and a championship. I just won <laughs> because a kicker, Blair Walsh, won the championship for me. It was the greatest feeling in the world. And the ineptitude of my New York Giants. Yes, and thank you, New York Giants, for that. I'm a fantasy football champion, and I have, I have a few hundred dollars richer, and I'm feeling good about myself. You just had, like, the best two weeks. Yeah, it was kind of dope, man. So, you know, let's do what we do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off by talking some boxing then. Uh, man, Bradley versus Pacquiao 3, yeah. April 9th, right here in Vegas where we are. Luckily enough, everything is damn near where we are, yeah. so it's nice. Uh, are you excited about this? Um, not really, but uh, uh, here's, here's my thing. The reason why I'm not excited is not necessarily because of the matchup. It's because it's right after WrestleMania. So it's like, I have to go to WrestleMania. We got to come right back and do this. Yeah, I'm going to be so burnt out. Yeah. And we're doing some special stuff for Mania, too, which we'll talk about as Mania gets closer. But um, it's a matchup I expected. I'm curious to see how Pacquiao looks in his first fight back after Mayweather. I'm not so curious, as everybody's saying, that, you know, it's Teddy Atlas going to make Bradley look better or whatever the hell it is. I'm just really curious how, how Pacquiao's going to look. I think it could be a really good fight. But it's not a fight anybody really wants to see. 
I mean, you can paint enough uh, enough different angles to make it more intriguing than the rematch was. Um, even with, you know, Bradley coming off of the win, people are like, yo, he really didn't win. And then Pacquiao dominates him. So this time around, you can actually say Bradley, in their last fights especially, Bradley looked like the better fighter. If well, yeah, you take their two last fights. Um, Pacquiao's coming off of an injury, a shoulder injury. He showed no power against Mayweather. Right. And then now you put him in against Bradley, who will slug it out. But if you don't got power, you're not really beating him in that regard. And right. then Bradley looked like he had more defense than ever before in his last matchup. And Atlas does make a difference. And Pacquiao is looking towards retirement. He's going and running for governor or whatever the hell it is in May. Like, this could just be the last, yo, give me that check, I'm out fight. And to me, that's why the matchup with him versus Bradley is wasted. Because unless you think Bradley's going to be your guy, the top dollar pay-per-view guy for the next five years, you don't put him in there. You put Crawford in there, and you say, this kid is the future. If Manny is really just collecting that check, and you can see Manny isn't the same Manny he was even a year ago, you propel your future. You use your last star to build your next star and give Crawford that. Have him take Manny out. I mean, if he beats him more convincingly than Floyd did, you make a star for the next 10 years. But what if he doesn't? This is why, like, all right, I've said a million times I would love to see Crawford Brad, Pacquiao as a fight fan. That's what I want to see. As a businessman, horrible decision. Because if Crawford loses to Manny Pacquiao, you have essentially ruined your biggest rising star and then your biggest current star goes off into retirement. It's a, it's a fight I want to see, but I'm not even 100% sure because that's a huge step up in competition for Crawford. The, his biggest opponent has been Yoriokas Gamboa. Pacquiao's a big step up from that. And who knows? Pacquiao might find the old Pacquiao. You never where, where, know. Where is he finding this at? I, I'm not even talking about the Pacquiao that beat the shit out of Ricky Hatton. I'm not talking about the Pacquiao that dogged Miguel Cotto. That Pacquiao was long gone. People would say that was an assisted Pacquiao. Yeah, well, uh, a doctor-assisted Pacquiao, look, people would I'm say. I'm not here to talk about PEDs. We'll let Anderson Silva saying. do that in sexual hands for <laughs> drugs. But what I'm saying is I, I get the matchup for the sake of we need to do this so we can keep our momentum going and not ruin something. Because Crawford not getting that fight doesn't necessarily hurt him. Because he is the big star. It's like certain people not fighting Floyd. Like Keith Thurman not fighting Floyd doesn't hurt Keith Thurman. But Keith Thurman fighting Floyd, losing to Floyd, would have hurt Keith Thurman. I don't think so. We saw that same thing with Canelo. It didn't hurt Canelo at all. Canelo's it different. helped Canelo. Canelo's different. It boosted him. Here, here's, a, here's the difference with Canelo. Canelo has a whole country behind him. You can have 30 losses as a Mexican. Mexico's still going to root for you. As a black fighter, you have no country. And Timothy Bradley losing to Manny Pacquiao, it, it doesn't matter because nobody's cheering for Bradley anyway. Nobody cares about Tim Bradley. Terrence Crawford's that same guy. Like, he doesn't have a country behind him. So if he loses a fight, it really hurts his status. But if he wins, he is a star. And if he, now no, it's too much honestly, of a risk. we know about Crawford. Some of our friends who follow boxing know about Crawford. I, we just saw Royce talking on Twitter about this a little while ago. Boxing people know Crawford. Anyone yeah. outside of that has no clue who he is. Right. He beats Pacquiao. He's on ESPN. He's... He's kind of like Holly Holm is. No one knew Holly Holm. She beats Ronda. She's everywhere. You yep. got to build that next person. But again, here's your issue. You're trying to sell pay-per-views. There's not very, very many angles you can sell with Terrence Crawford to a casual fan because they don't know who he is. Bradley, you can at least sell that the Teddy Atlas is in the corner, that they fought before they're one and one regardless of how it happened. You can still try to sell that. 
for for people that are diehard fight fans, we know it's all smoke screens and bullshit. But it's not like Crawford Pacquiao sells less than Pacquiao Bradley three. Not if not if you tell Pacquiao to just announce that it's his retirement fight. He already did. As soon as he says, I'm definitely retiring after this fight, it sells itself. Because people are going to watch to see Pacquiao's last fight. It doesn't matter who you put him in there against. And then again. Same reason we watched Mayweather fight uh, Berto. Nobody watched that fight, though. The pay-per-views were horrible for that fight. And that was his retirement fight. The best fighter in the world had his retirement fight. The other thing is, Bob Arum and Pacquiao are so tight. Why would Bob want to see Pacquiao go out on his back? Because if Crawford's going to beat Pacquiao, he's going to flatten him. Money, or abuse Money's him. better in friendships. For That's who? why. I mean, because Aram needs to create the next star. Like, yo, Manny, Manny, you got to put him over. Here, like, me, you got to get a little Vince McMahon in him. Let me break like, the yo, news Manny, to you. You got to put him over. Let me break the news to you. Terrence Crawford is not your big next big boxing star. He's not. And not because he's not skilled enough. It's because he's a black fighter who doesn't have a bad attitude. So you're saying he's Andre Ward? Yes. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Guys who... I, like, like the people are gonna call bullshit on this, but black fighters, without an attitude, will never be superstars. Yeah, that's that's any combat. But sport. and it's sad. It's sad because of that because I think Tim Bradley should be a superstar. Because Tim Bradley's fought everybody they put in front of him, and he's beaten a hell of a lot of guys. But he's a nice guy. Nice guys in boxing truly finish. Nice, nice black guys in boxing truly finish last. Correct. You've got to be extravagant. You've got to be something. It's, it's sad, but it's the truth. As, no matter how good Terrence Crawford is, he'll never be as big as Canelo Alvarez. Even, even if he knocked out Pacquiao, he would never be as big as Canelo. He has nobody behind him. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's always the case. Though. I mean, you look at wrestling. People well, are like, course. oh, there's black champions. Yeah, cool. We got Booker T because he was loud and crazy. And we got The Rock because he was loud. And he, and he had to go heel for people to like him. It's like that in every combat sport. We don't even got that in the UFC yet. I mean, John Jones is the third, fourth biggest star, probably. So I'm saying, like, you, he's the best fighter they got. Having a country behind you is bigger than anything else. And all combat sports have been really built on that, of having a country behind you. Mexican. But outside of war, we have to build that in the U.S. <laughs> outside of having what, because that, that's always been like earlier generations' way of building an American, I guess, hero. It's, yo, you're going up against Russia? Cool, we're behind you. Right. Or, you know, I don't know, Vietnam, pick a war, pick anything. Like, Iron Sheik, we don't like the Middle East. Nobody likes the Middle East. Hulk Hogan, you're a fucking hero. Yeah. Like, that's always been the game plan. We don't have that right now. Unless, for some reason, ISIS has an amazing heavyweight (laughs) champion. (laughs) And then, you know, you, you can feed the next black great heavyweight to him. Deontay Wilder, go knock out this big Middle Eastern dude or something. I don't know. Like Deontay Wilder, you can say he's going to be your next big star because he's got the mouth to go along with it. He does. Crawford doesn't. I love Bud, but the dude just doesn't. He's not not a bad guy, though. No, he's not, but he talks. He talks. Like Roy Jones wasn't a bad guy, but he was so incredibly gifted that he was hard to deny. And he still didn't sell pay-per-views. And I mean, it's partially because, you know, you looked at Roy and Roy was taking a bunch of fights and people were like, why are you fighting that guy? And he didn't have a real promoter behind him, promoter on him. So there's reasons behind Roy Jones. But it's like Andre Ward. He's arguably the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now, and nobody gives a shit about him. It sucks. So when you look at it, it's like, all right, Bob Aaron says, all right, Pacquiao, who do you want to fight? And he sent him a $2 million check in advance. Because apparently Pacquiao needs it. I don't know why, but. Taxes are a mofo. <laughs> but you say, all right, I want to fight Tim Bradley. Because this is Pacquiao's decision at the end of the day. 
He doesn't want to fight Terrence Crawford. He barely even knows who Terrence Crawford is. True. He wants to go out with a W, and he figures he can get that against Bradley. I do think this fight is going to be a lot better than most people anticipate. I think it's going to be a very competitive fight, but I think it's going to sell worse than the second Pacquiao-Bradley fight. Yeah, I don't see it selling very well. I mean, you look at overall numbers across the board, 2015 for boxing was down a little bit. I mean, outside of the obvious Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And that sucked. The fight sucked. The (laughs) selling was incredible. Right. Um, Outside of that, numbers-wise, everything seemed to be down, though. Uh, UFC is going up in pay-per-views and numbers, and boxing is just coming down in general. I mean, Canelo didn't sell what they thought he would. Triple G had an amazing buzz around his fight and did great at the gate in New York, but pay-per-views weren't there either. So we we see that coming back down, and we see PBC going to television and all this stuff. So I I don't know if you really go into it and say, man, we're, we're trying to get a crazy amount of money in the pay-per-view sales. I, I don't think that's their goal. So put together the best fight possible. And Crawford, Manny is the best fight possible. And then you could add Crawford go against Bradley. And and then you go from there. Because you know what? They don't have other people for Crawford, <laughs> Crawford to fight. Yo, Crawford and Bradley? Yo, that shit is going to do like... You thought Golovkin do 150? Yo, nobody's <laughs> going to watch that fight. I'm just saying, well, you don't put that in pay-per-view. You put that on free television somewhere. But that HBO. sucks because they're, they're really good. They're, yeah, but there's no one else for Crawford to fight. That's the next problem. Well, who are you going to stack his resume with to make him a star? I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you're not crossing the line, are you? Oh, well, you're going to have to. Cold War is is a, yeah. a mean mofo, and he's on the wrong side of it. So two things: like Crawford fights at 140, he would potentially have to go to 147. So it's there's you know there's like Victor Postal hanging around. There's no big names for him to take out. Like PBC has all the 140, 147 guys, all of them for the most part. You know, like I'd love to see him versus Garcia. Perfect matchup. Well, he, he killed Danny Garcia, and I'd love to see it. But I'm here for that. But that fight's not going to happen. They no. Have, Bob Aaron's going to have to play nice with the other side. And I, I don't think there's enough money in it for Al Heyman to play nice. You know, so, I mean, it's funny. Go back on your two, 2015 conversation. 2015 was the weirdest year in boxing history, I think. We had the big event. We had two big events. Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. Cotto Canelo was supposed to be a huge fight. Yeah. Horribly but, promoted. Mayweather Pacquiao ruined that for everybody. Like casual fans were like, I'm not just gonna spend money on another pay-per-view. Look what I look what I watched. Canelo Cotto, if they would have fought on Cinco de Mayo, would have been probably did like 1.2, 1.5 million. Oscar De La Hoya told me too. I was like, You're crazy. 1.2, 1.5. They're gonna do two in November. Nobody listens to Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya. But Mayweather Pacquiao wasn't the fight we thought it was gonna be. Canelo Cotto as big as that fight should have been, wasn't the fight we thought it was gonna be. It was way more technical than we anticipated. Um, PBC was supposed to come and bring boxing back to network television. Then you started feeling overwhelmed. We thought we, it was bad with the UFC. PBC was like a fight every damn night. Tuesday we, fights every week. There was a fight last night. <laughs> like I'm saying, like it's, it's too, like PBC has done a great job getting their guys paid, but the marquee fights haven't come up yet. We did get Porter Broner, which was great, but it shouldn't have been in Vegas. Ne- next year Don't we, we get should. Guerrero Thurman. Yeah, we we got Grail Thurman. That was a good name fight it's at the like time. It's like it's cool, but yeah. it's like that you, you're you're kind of pitting these rising names up against guys with names that aren't really that good anymore. It, Danny Garcia, Paulie yeah. Malignaggi, like I it love Paulie. It tailed off do that. at the end, but I mean they started strong because I, I liked Wilder Severn. Well, yeah, but then Great what happened? What do we got? Wilder? Who's he fighting next? The, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Povetkin. Is the well, next that's that's, fight that's after they're talking yeah. about. But I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like, Heyman's like, not enough guys. these guys are getting checks, but they're not fighting competitive fights. 
And they're on TV every goddamn night. Like, Chris Algieri fought Eric Bonet. Like, why? Why did that fight happen? He just need a win. <laughs> you know, like, none of this stuff makes sense. So, I don't know, man. Like, box is in a weird place. But I think I don't think if you put Crawford in there with Pacquiao, it saves the sport. I don't think it does anything but hurt Bob Aaron's pockets. And Bob Aaron's a promoter. He's going to do what he's got to do to make money. He's going to protect Terrence Crawford as long as he can. Go with Broner. If you want it to that be will about never the happen. money, if you wanted it to sell, you want to make pay-per-view dollars, go with Broner. Heyman's not going to do that. Heyman's not playing nice with, with, with Bob Aaron again. He doesn't have to. I know, but that was the closest shot. Aram, you want to kind of inch your way in, bridge the gap? Offer Broner a nice check as, as the B-side. Aram shot that down because Michael Kant's Pacquiao's advisor was the one who suggested it. Yeah, and, and Aram, Aram was shut like, that down, nah. Which is stupid. You know what? Start low. Give him, you know, give him like, yo, we'll give Broner another paycheck. Yeah, because Broner get killed in that fight. But that I get it. And That's a fight I like to Heyman see. And would have been cool a little bit. Like, you know, just bridge the gap. In, in a fight, if you just want Pacquiao to have a winnable fight, he doesn't hurt your fighter in Bradley. You're feeding him to someone else from PVC. So if he yeah. knocks him out, it's a win for you. You don't care about PVC. And it's a quintessential good versus evil fight. You There's so many ways to sell this fight. And sell, that would have been great. Do but, the logical thing. But instead, at the end of the day, one, he wanted to keep all the money in house. There you go. All the money, not half the money. Because Al, Al's going to want and his not half. Not even, what? It would have been 70 30. No. Nah, he all do the it. money in house. Yep. And then that's going to hurt his young fighters going forward. Because yep. now PVC is going to have all the money in house. And they're not even going to cut you 30. No. It's bad, man. Boxes in a, in a very, like, like I had have said. foresight. <laughs> you know, this year was the year that it felt like the UFC kind of had taken boxing spot as the big event. Boxing's always been known as having the main event that everybody wants to see. But after with Rousey and McGregor, yo, like people, like the UFC main events, like McGregor Aldo felt bigger than just about any fight outside of Mayweather-Pacquiao. It was 10 times better than the Triple G fight if you count the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, like, how big, but it felt big. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fight, the undercard fights were decent. You know, you had the Rockhold-Wyman fight, which was amazing. And then your main event, even though it was a 13-second knockout, the atmosphere was crazy. Boxing is even lacking the atmosphere now that UFC has. And that kind of sucks. So it's like boxing's got to kind of go back to the drawing board. They're going to have to put fights in places that deserve it. Like, every fight doesn't have to be in Vegas. As selfish as I am, I don't want to see hey, any fight hey, in Vegas. Hey, hey. I'm just saying. Sean Porter Broner should have been in Ohio. They're both from Ohio. True. The fight makes sense there. But it makes more money for promoters in Vegas so you don't have state taxes, things of that nature. So, I mean, you got to figure out ways. Like, you got you to gotta fix this thing. But it is what it is. Crawford, yeah, I don't know who he's going to fight next. Like, now it's like, what does Crawford do? Why, we know when he's going to fight. And that's February 27th. Right. Uh, we won't be watching it live. We'll be at ROH. Yes. But him and Verdejo's are, are on the same card. Smart. Very smart. So Verdejo's got the Puerto Ricans behind him. Exactly. Crawford In New has York nobody. City, it's a great card. Yeah. It's perfect for them. But they're going to fight two nobodies. Of course. And it's just going to be a showcase. That's boxing. And in the end, it's not going to matter. This is what we do. We, we put the bums against the greats to try to build them up. But at the end of the day, we're still watching bums. Yeah, we, we need to see a great versus a great. Losses don't matter that much. They shouldn't matter. The UFC has proven that. You can lose fights and still be a champion. Yeah, it, you come it, back easy. No one cares that Rockhold was kicked in the head by a, a TRT Vitor Belfort. I mean, in, our, in most people's mind, Conor McGregor's undefeated. He's lost twice. To a guy in the UFC. Yeah, Joseph Duffy. Nobody cares. Good fights is all people want to see. And, like, there's, there will never be another Floyd Mayweather. He's an anomaly. He figured the game out. 
There will never be another Floyd in that capacity. There could be another great fighter, but not another Floyd. No. And guess what? If Ronda comes back and she beats Holly with an arm bar in the first round, no one's going to care about that head kick either. No. We're going to keep buying Ronda Rousey pay-per-views. Yo, I mean, if you Google just said Ronda Rousey is the third most searched person ahead of Donald Trump this year. Come on. Donald said some dumb shit. Yeah, but Ronda was the third most searched individual. Not just athlete, individual. Come on, man. It's telling you the UFC knows what they're doing with their stars. So, boxing doesn't. And talking about the UFC, we have UFC 195 Yes. here in Vegas. Uh, hopefully I make it there because <laughs> New Year's Eve is going to wipe me out. I'm nah, sure. you'll be fine. Nah, I'll probably just spend it at home, actually. Uh, old man style. Super wash. Like, hey, join the club. I don't think I'm doing anything for New Year's this year because... I've done like last year. I went to Marquee at a table for Drake. That was ridiculous. It was it was scary, and like women were getting trampled. I had to keep my wife covered because like dudes were just trying to run up. Like Drake was on stage. It wasn't like it was a naked bitch on stage. It was Drake, <laughs> and dudes were like running to, to like just yeah. touch him. Yeah, just to see him. And I'm like, he's a he's a guy. He's a, he's a man. Like you can't. It's not a stripper. Like what are you doing? It was just too crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna be at home. I'm I'm. I don't think I'm gonna go anywhere. I may check out a strip club, though, now that you mention it. That would be an interesting New Year's. They bring in the New Year's on stage at the Crazy Horse. Yeah, that's not bad. Crazy Horse 3. Yeah, you, away from you home. let me know how that goes. Yeah, you know, might have to check that out. Just gave me a great idea. But UFC 195, right. uh, that is lacking the star power. Yeah, it's still a good card, though. Good card. It could be better than 194 top to bottom. And I think it's going to end up being that way. Uh, 194 obviously had Rockhold. Versus Weidman, but that was the best fight of the night. And it was a domination, one-sided. Yeah, it was pretty abusive. So, I mean, this fight, if you look at, we even started the main event, Robbie Lawler, Carlos Condit. It's going to be a five-round war. Like, right off, that could be fight of the year already. Quick. Blood, both sides, elbows, kicks to the head. I don't know. I, I can't see one of these guys quitting. No, nah, I can't either. Like, how you are you going to get a TKO? They're just going to shell up, grab a little bit, stand back up, and then they're going to get momentum. That's how all Robbie Lawler fights seem to be. It's one person gets momentum, other person gets momentum. Yeah. One person, and they just annihilate each other. With so much going on, I hadn't really had a chance to think about it. Like, who am I picking for this fight? And I honestly don't know who to pick. Because Carlos Condit is so good. His stand-up is so good, and Robbie's stand-up is, is really good. But I think... Kind of a little bit more flashy with the strikes. There's other ways he can get you. I mean, he has the, what, second best elbows in the UFC? I mean, he's got great elbows. He throws, I mean, he throws knees. Like, he's very accurate. Like, he's what I call an articulate striker. <laughs> he, he can place his punches really well and better than, he, than Robbie Lawler places his punches. He can place his kicks very well. Like, he knows where to do damage. Can he hit harder than Robbie? I don't know. Can he take a punch better than Robbie? Does he have the heart Robbie Lawler has? Those are the intangibles that make this fight very intriguing. It could very well be a five-round bloody war. I just don't know if Robbie... I don't know what the Rory fight took out of Robbie. That's what I'm really curious about. They catch up to you in they the long do. run. Like, these fights get you. So, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Carlos in this fight on the low. Like, I didn't say anything for a long time. I'm starting to lean towards Another Carlos. Another and the new. Another I'm thinking, one. I'm thinking, like, he's this so... This be three straight pay-per-views? Yeah, that we've had new champions. If this happens crazy it's crazy but i love robbie lola i just don't know 
And again, I don't know what Carlos Condit we're going to see. You know, I don't know how well he's going to look. And his, well, this is his second fight coming back from surgery, right? Yeah. I don't know how good he's going to be. But similar to Luke Rockhold, I love how fluid Carlos Condit is with his striking. And, uh, and not to say that Robbie's not, but Robbie did have a hard time with Rory McDonald. Oh, yeah. And Carlos, I think, hits harder than Rory. It's hard to be more accurate than Rory, though. Well, Rory's never been, like, a dominant striker. You know, like, he's very awkward in his approach. He's a oh, counter yeah. guy. Carlos will come at you. And that also leaves Carlos open to get knocked the hell out, too. But <laughs> I think this is going to – I think Carlos is more fluid in his approach to offense, and he's a little bit better on the ground where I think he can win this fight. Will it be a decision I got? I don't give a damn. I just want a good fight. Oh, yeah. I'll stick with Robbie, though. I mean, just – I don't blame you. After big rig fights and then watching the Robbie um, versus Rory fight, it's just – I think Robbie got one more in him. I don't know I'm who dethrones him, but I don't. I don't feel like this is that fight. And I think if Robbie wins, then GSP is really sitting at home, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take that shot." Maybe I don't know. Maybe GSP should stay on the sidelines. All right, GSP is coming back. Yeah, well, yeah, UFC I mean, 200 by hella high water. We're seeing GSP. Damn, man, you talk like UFC 200 is gonna have everybody. There's gonna be nobody left for any cards after that. Yeah, well, no. Except for we, Mighty Mouse, because Mighty Mouse will not be on 200. They'll put him on, like, 201. We know, like, who's at the top of the card pretty much already. We have a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Connor in some magnitude defending the belt, and then we have Ronda rematch. But underneath that, you can have some pretty compelling uh, non-title matches, which is yeah. pretty dope. I, I, wouldn't, do. I wouldn't mind seeing GSP versus Anderson Silva as a third fight on that card. We're probably going to get the CM Punk debut. As the first pay-per-view uh, fight. And if they don't do it then, he's never fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Like, you're gearing up for this one shot. If he doesn't do it then, he's never fighting. And then that leaves, like, maybe one more fight on 200. So Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We got, we got some months. Yeah, we got to make sure nobody gets injured for 200, too. That would be the worst. the jinx? I don't know. I'm just calling it as I see it. <laughs> they got away with this last one with very limited injuries. And, you know, all you lost was Michelle Watterson and... They cruise through this one. I don't know if they can get through it next year. We'll see, though. Uh, how do you feel about the Stipe Miocic versus Arlovsky fight? I think it's a great fight. Miocic is not here. Uh, his flight got canceled. From the Midwest? Yeah, because of the weather. He was supposed to be here for open workouts. and I don't know how that's going to affect him to travel. Might not be a big deal. Um, man, this is another fight. Like, Arlovsky's been rolling, but Stipe is a beast. I'm picking Stipe to beat Arlovsky. Um, the heavyweight division can't take another just... I mean, Another Steve, hiccup. Stipe wins, he's getting the next title shot. This is a title eliminator. So, especially after what happened to Overeem just destroying Junior Dos Santos and Overeem being a free agent now, the winner of this gets a title shot. Oh, I think Reem gets a title shot if he resigns. If so. he resigns. We'll see how much he asks for. But even still, depending on how Kane Verdum goes, if Kane wins, you might see Kane Verdum's three at 200. Who knows? But I like Stipe in this fight. I, Arlovsky had impressed me, and then he fought Frank Mir, and I was like, ah. The Vermeer fight didn't do it for me. Yeah. So I, I've been looking at Steve. He's look, he looked great against JDS. I mean, the striking's always been there. Arlovsky's not going to wrestle you. He's not. There's not much else that Arlovsky can do but handle Stand you with the chin. Yeah. yeah. Stipe's more polished, and I think Stipe will test that chin, and Arlovsky's going to go to sleep. Damn. What else do we have on this card? Uh, and by the way, I agree with you. I, I think Stipe wins. Even though Arlovsky, like you said, he's been on a good run. He has. He has. But that Frank Mir fight, I was not impressed. And as great as the fight with Travis Brown was, 
Arlovski was like this close to going to sleep himself. After he rocked Brown, like he still almost got KO'd. Yeah. So that's yeah. So steep Miocic, I'm, I'm picking up by knockout. Um, probably go two, might even go one. I don't think Arlovski is going to waste too much time trying to get at him and test the chin. But Steve has got some good hands on him, so I think somebody's going to sleep in that fight. Uh, uh, we, what else we have? Lorenz Larkin versus Tumanov. I mean, Larkin's been on a pretty good roll. Yeah, I mean, since he's moved down in weight, uh, he, he's looked good. His striking's always been dynamic. He's still evolving. Uh, I'm picking Lorenz in that fight. Not to say that uh, Tumanov is a bad fighter, but the evolution of Lorenz Larkin has been pretty impressive. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him in that uh, fight. Diego Brandau versus Ortega, featherweight fight. I'm... I'm not too excited for this one. This would be the one like where I run back down to the media room and grab like two more sprites <laughs> yeah. and stuff in my pocket. It's a um see Brando when he won the ultimate fight, I thought Brando was gonna be much better than he's been. He hasn't evolved at all. No, he, he seems like the same guy. Like he is what we thought he was. He just hasn't gotten better. Like he was a, on the ultimate fighter, he was a savage. And then since then, you know, he's had some like spotty moments and he gasses every fight. Yeah. So, like, this fight with Ortega, I think Brando comes out like a monster. If he doesn't get him out in the first round, Ortega takes him out in two or three. Or it just goes to the decision, Ortega wins. Yeah, Brando, he just needs to learn how to be a professional to me. Like, yeah. you know, get a little bit of money, easier said than done, in fighting oh, in the course. UFC. But get that money, spend it on your camp. Get good nutritionists. Learn how to cut weight the right way. So, you know, your training goes farther. Right. Like, it seems like he just does stuff the wrong way. And in the Ultimate Fighter house, you can get away with a lot of that stuff. And everyone else is gassed and drained because you got to maintain weight for so damn long to fight in these things. Everyone's kind of drained. Now it's like you got to be a professional, and he just hasn't had that click. Uh, last fight in the main card, Abel Trujillo versus Tony Sims. Trujillo. I mean, Abel's another guy who I've been watching for years and love like talking Abel to him. As a fighter. Yeah, he just doesn't get it done when he gets in the cage. And this is another fight against Tony Sims, who's been on the move lately. So, Trujillo's going to have to show me something. He might be on that verge of that cut list. You might see his ass in Bellator <laughs> if he can't pull this one out. Um, World Series in a second. Yeah, it's the opener. It could be a great fight, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, probably the second best fight, to be honest, in USC 185 is not even on television. No, it's USC not. Fight Pass, Poirier versus Duffy. Rescheduling of the fight that was supposed to be in Ireland. Right. Uh, they're on earlier so the Irish fans can see it on Fight Pass and hopefully still purchase Fight Pass and everything. So Smart marketing right there. Yeah, great. Great, great build-up to fight. We get to see it because we're always there early as hell. Right. This is one I'll probably run out, watch from cage side, and then run back in. And uh, the, these two are going to brawl. And this is going to be a close matchup because Poirier – this look completely different since getting knocked out by Connor. But yeah, now we see up. everyone gets knocked out by Connor. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Poirier was killing himself getting the featherweight. And he's, he filled out more lightweight. He looks more natural light, lightweight. His conditioning's better. He just looks a strong, like a stronger fighter. Duffy's no joke, though. The last guy to beat Connor McGregor. And he beat him at 155. Beat yeah. Him at lightweight. Yeah, so it, this is a very intriguing fight to me. Um, I, I don't know who to pick. Uh, I'm really going back and forth because Duffy has looked good in his UFC fights. But Poirier... Poirier's always been that guy who should have been close to title contention. Yeah. And I now, mean, Connor's the only one that really stopped that train. Well, well, Connor did. I think the Korean zombie uh, stuffed him, too. Uh, I think he walked into a guillotine, if I remember correctly. Somebody's going to correct me on Twitter. I know it. But <laughs> I remember watching that fight, and I was like, damn it, Poirier. Like, get it together. Because, like, Poirier's, he beat Max Holloway. Uh, yeah. Poirier has been – he's in Fightville, the movie you can watch on Netflix. 
The diamond, he's a guy who should be at the top of his game, and lightweight might be the right path for him, but Duffy's not an easy out by any stretch of the imagination. No, and I mean, really, is Poirier in your top five for the weight class? No, not at all. Lightweight? Yeah, Hell no. Where is he? He's he's, he's top ten yet? He's close. To, I think he's like nine or something like that. Okay. Online. I know he was pretty high up. Yeah, already he, for just jumping into the class. Well, yeah, because I mean he he's got the the tools, but lightweight is such a fuck. Oh a no, yeah, because we have Dos Anjos. You got Cerrone, Cerrone you got um, uh, Khabib. I mean, you had Nate oh, Diaz. Pettis. Yeah, I mean that that it's loaded. You know, it's loaded with Henson guys. Benson still count? Nah, nah well, no. for me, I moved Benson out. Benson's had two welterweight fights. He's a welterweight now. He's out of there. Okay, but lightweight. I mean, Michael John, Tony Ferguson, who listen, I'm gonna go out on, on a limb here. And say Tony Ferguson should get the next lightweight title shot, and he could win it, and it'd be the craziest lightweight champion we've seen in a while because that dude's a nut. <laughs> Tony Ferguson's a nut, but that division is so loaded, it's gonna be like poor. Both of these guys got to show out. Mm-hmm. They they both have to do something. This could leapfrog one of these guys to maybe a fight with Nate Diaz, maybe a fight with Michael Johnson, anybody. Edison Barbosa still in the division. It's loaded, man. Like they're gonna have to show out Saturday night. I don't care who wins. It just show me a good fight. No, definitely. And it could end up being, like I said, the second best fight on that card. Yep. So it's going to be definitely one of the fights to watch. That's UFC. What else do we have to cover? Boxing, UFC. Well, before we talk about, you know, move on, take a break and talk about wrestling, just announced Anderson Silva is going to make his return against Michael Bisping. Uh, UFC Fight Night on Fight Pass. Minus the sexual enhancing drugs this time? Yeah, whatever. And and, uh, he's replacing, Silva's replacing Gegard Mousasi to fight Bisping. Um, Bisping wavered on taking this fight because he didn't want to fight a cheater, but he thought against it. And from what Bisping said, Vitor Belfort was the first one to turn down the Anderson Silva fight. The irony of Vitor Belfort turned down the fight with a cheater. Right. And it turns out that they moved what would have been that pay-per-view card from Brazil anyway. Right. And that's been canceled. So, But Silva Belfort would have been great if they would have kept it in Brazil. Right. Oh, so we got fans here. Hey, a fan coming up. <laughs> Tell them to come by. Yeah, <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Get messages and stuff, like secret code. But Silver versus Belfort would have been great just to bring that back to Brazil. But once again, we wouldn't have known if they were cheating or not. Yeah, you know how it goes. But yeah, it's good that they make Silver go and fight in London. I don't know how testing is in London, but hell, it got to be better in Brazil. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it is what it is. Fight's not happening. We've already seen Anderson Silva front kick Vitor Belfort in his face. Um, Anderson Silva, Michael Bisping is a fight I do want to see. Like, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Bisping can do with Anderson Silva. Yeah, I mean, I've never been sold on Bisping. To, to me, he's one of those guys where he gets just good enough to get in the title picture, and then you're like, ah, nah, and then he shows you his true colors. So, to me, Bisping, he's not one of the guys I look up and be like, man, he's going to be a champion this year or next year. Just, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a champion either. It's just a matter of testing Anderson Silva now yeah. that he's back from another year off. He's a stepping stone guy, which is cool. You need some of those. Does he step over Michael Bisping? I, I think Silva does. Knockout? I think, no, no. No. I think decision? he gets the decision. If Anderson Silva beats Michael Bisping, he's going to knock his ass out. No, I give Silva the decision. I don't know if Silva can still knock people the hell out. I hope that so. That I got to see. I, I, I mean, I definitely hope so. I mean, the fact the fight was announced, like I said, I'm hyped for it, and then it's on Fight Pass. And I'm like, Fight Pass? We're going to see Anderson Silva fight on Fight Pass? I mean, they're going to. I guess it's because it's in London and the time difference, but Fight Pass? 
hey, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Do you have a fight pass subscription? I do not. Me either. Do you know somebody with a fight pass subscription? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we go over Ryan's house. He has a fight pass subscription. I don't know. Big Mac got everything. I mean, he, he was with UFC Magazine. Yo, all I like they when better put that in his contract when he writes for UFC Magazine. You can at least get a free fight pass account. This is what happened for me. I, I got fight pass, and after two days, I was like, "Why do I have this?" Because I've seen all these fights. I have no desire to go back and watch an old UFC fight. I don't care. So it's not like WWE Network. Then the w, This is what happened. WWE Network had their press conference here in Vegas at CES, and they, and they invited me. I think Marcus was there, too. We went out, and I was like, wait, what? All the old matches? I want to watch that shit. I went home. Before Network even launched, I canceled Fight Pass. <laughs> it Dirty. was so because I know it was just like why did he just do that because like network hadn't even launched yet. Do they have a trial? Do they do I get like a free one month? Yeah, they give you a free run. Oh yeah, but you're gonna I'll get rock, it. Like, I rock the free one month. What are you gonna watch? Just this fight. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> like after that, do you do you go back and watch old fights? No, I cancel my subscription. Are you gonna go back and watch Demetrius Johnson and Chris Carriasso fight? No, I'm okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, nah, I'm alright. Like nah, I'm I don't. There's YouTube for stuff like that's that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm even okay. though there's illegal streams, or you know, do what you got to do. I just want to see fight. highlights. Like, I don't need to see these entire fights. Like, I'm not going to go watch old embeddeds. They're on YouTube. No disrespect to Fight Pass, but, you, like, I get it. They this, need to this, show me more, though. Yeah, they need something. This makes sense. Like, all right, cool. And it's still on Fight Pass. I might have to subscribe for a month. If you don't give me another good fight next month, I'm canceling the shit. Yeah. But until then, I might get it. Just to watch this. If Sage Northcutt signs an exclusive deal... With ES with a UFC Fight Pass, I'm good. Son, if Sage Northcutt does anything but not come out to Everything Is Awesome off the Lego movie for his next fight, <laughs> I'm done with Sage. Yo, isn't he fighting on the London card? He, he just booked another fight. Yeah, I'm sure he's. He Sage Northcutt. He's a Power Ranger. The kid's gonna fight everybody. Gonna have three fights at 19 years old. He doesn't care. Everything's awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. So yeah, Anderson Silva, Michael Bisping. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more as we get closer to the fight. But that was announced, and it, it was a big deal until I saw Fight Pass, and I was like, really? Fight Pass? Listen, man. I just cared that Anderson Silva said he wasn't cheating. He needed assistance. Do you believe him? In the bedroom. Do you believe him? Do I believe him? Yeah. I mean, possibly. No, really? You believe, yes. you believe Anderson Silva didn't Steroids make your junk not work. I, You know, you need assistance in the bedroom. Now, what do you say? I believe that he needed assistance in the bedroom, and he was taking that for that. Yes. Now, why he needed that? Probably because the roids he's been shooting up for the past 10 years <laughs> made his junk start working. Poor Anderson Silva. His, I, his I'm more concerned about his friend. wife. Poor wife of Anderson Silva. We learned way too much about him. She's fine. She's not that fine. I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about financially. She's all right. Financially, she's okay. She's not satisfied. It's a whole different world. Well, she, they got kids, man. They're, they're, they're done. They're old. He's too young for that. Anderson's 40. Okay, you're closer to 40 than I am. Yeah. At 40, do you want these problems? No. No one needs these problems. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. If I hit these problems anytime, like shy of 65, I'm losing my mind. Eh, I guess, I mean, I don't know. He's 40. Yo, I just don't believe Anderson Hill Silva was taking sexual enhancement drugs and he tested positive for a drug test. It's all bullshit to me. That's all I'm saying. All of it's bullshit. That's all, that's no, all I'm No, because it's proven if he is taking PEDs, he's probably been taking them for a long time. He can beat those tests. This is his first time taking a sexually enhancing drugs, and then he gets caught. Whatever. That was the difference. I believe him. Now he needs other stuff to work out. Yeah. He needs to be more of a well-rounded person in the bedroom. 
He has a well-rounded cage game. I'm not about, I'm not about to talk about Anderson Silva's bedroom game. <laughs> I'm just, no, just like, we're know, not doing this. Anderson Silva's wife, man. I feel bad for him. Yeah, that's enough. Can we go to break? <laughs> we're going to break. When we come back, we're talking wrestling. Stay with us. What up, loudspeaker family? What's up? It's your man, Ice-T. And I'm the co-host, Mick Benzo. And we're here to tell you that if you love podcasts like the Combat Jack Show, the Tax Season, the Brilliant Idiots, Fan Bros, and the Corn, yeah, then you're definitely going to want to check out our podcast, The Final Level Podcast. The Final Level Podcast is where you're going to get to talk about the latest movies, games, TV shows, and sports, but delivered from two OGs who give less than zero fucks about how you feel. We don't hold shit back on this podcast. It's, it's the, the hardest, hardest podcast, podcast on earth. On iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, which is real close to Snitcher, but it ain't. And YouTube, right here on the Loudspeaker Network, the number one podcast network on earth. Church. Welcome back to the Corner Podcast. This is Devin McKenzie from Detroit. I came out here for a UFC fight week to hang out with the fellas here at the fight shop at Planet Hollywood. Make sure you come check them out whenever you're in town, man. You man, it. so yeah, we got a we got a fan here. Um, Andreas unplugged his mic. That's chilling. Di- that's disrespectful. Yeah, you got to move over, yo. The new setup ain't even even working for Andreas. See, this is something we got to work out when we do have a guest. The right. three man setup is rough. Are you, are you back in the game? I'm back in the game, man. I'm back in the game. So, so Devin, what brings you out to Vegas? Uh, I came out for the fight and celebrate New Year's, man. So, and I thought I'd come check you guys out since, since I was here. First time in Vegas, right? Um, first time staying in Vegas. I was a truck driver. I stopped through here a couple times, but actually staying, yeah, it's my first time. And your first New Year's, too. Oh, yeah, first time. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you, my brother. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, you told us, but I'm sure like some of the people listening would like to hear your New Year's plans. Oh, well, I'm staying at the MGM. I'm going to be going to the Snoop Dogg and the DJ Khaled party. Maybe uh, try to sneak into a couple others if, if I can. Nah, you're going to be in one party and one party only. <laughs> Once you get in, there's no getting out. It's like prison, but with like liquor and chicks and like rappers and shit. Well, that's not too bad. So that's not no really prison, prison rape. Right? That's fine with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really prison, right? So you came out here for the fights. Uh, who do you have in the fights, especially the main event? That really, this one, everyone cares about the main event. And we have Condit. We have Lawler. It's going to be a crazy bloodbath everyone's expecting. But no one really knows who's going to win it. Who do you have winning? Well, just so you know, I really believe this. I put 200 on Lawler to win it. What's the odds? Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was 145. Well, that's not Minus bad. 145, I think it was. Money. All right. So you believe in Robbie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he made me a believer, man. He made you a believer? Yeah. Rory fight? That was, yeah. That Hendricks? Was the, yeah, I mean, he's on a two, hell of a run. Yeah, those I mean? two fights made, made me a believer, man. Nah, look, I'm not mad. I picked Condit, and this like I literally picked Condit today. Just think, I've been I haven't really had a chance to think about it because there's been too much shit going on. But I'm not mad if Robbie wins this fight. I just think Carlos might have an advantage because he's a little bit more fluid of a striker. That's that's really it. But yo, if Robbie wins, I'm not surprised at all. Like it was same with almost the same as McGregor Aldo. I was I was 60 40 on that fight. I'm like 55, 45 in this fight. These two guys are very evenly matched. You follow MMA a lot. I mean, you're always interacting with us here on the show. You listened to our award show last week. Obviously saw some of the best fights of last year. Right now, if you had to pick that one guy, who is your guy in the UFC? Like, if there's one person fighting, you got to be there or you got to buy the pay-per-view. Who can't you miss when they step into the octagon? 
Uh, my one guy. Well, my one guy uh, had a little trouble with some cocaine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Funyuns. <laughs> but uh, right now, I probably have to say Connor's probably the obvious pick. But I, I'll kind of go off the board. I'll go with uh, Sage Norcut. I saw him in uh, in Houston in his first fight, and he, he impressed me, man. And uh, his last fight too, he definitely definitely caught my attention, man. I think he's going to do some, some great things. So. Keep my eye on that kid. He's a baby. He's a baby. It's like taking Everything your son out. Everything is the f- awesome. I'm just saying, like, so you, like, yo, you see Sage Northcutt, and he's the Marinovich project. He is a kid who came out, you know, came out the womb punching and kicking. I don't think he's done anything else with his life, but nah, fight. That's it, and does his hair with a whole bunch of product. Yo, he's so weird. Have you like, have you watched this? Looked at his Twitter. Yeah, I finally watched his Twitter. You I see, like, like his Twitter. He has like a football helmet on. Yeah, with, like, with, talks like, about uh, Pokemon and shit. It's, he's, just, he's a weird his kid. His Twitter is kind of like my Twitter. If I didn't work all the time and like post my articles and talk about UFC and wrestling all the time, we'd have the same exact Twitter. That's Cartoons. a scary thing. Yeah, it's like just a bunch of shit you'd find in the 90s. Well. Like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, you know, just doing stupid shit with your friends. That's all he wants to do. He wants to do hood rat stuff with his friends. And then knock people out along the way. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about knocking people. He's like, ah, that's what my dad trained me to do. <laughs> He's just like, all right, what, what time you, do I got to be there? The Show kid. up, knock someone out, do a backflip, go back to, you know, playing Pokemon Gold on his Game Boy Color. Can not tell you that kid is a 30 for 30 waiting to happen? I don't know if it's going to be a good or bad 30 for 30, but he won, <laughs> it's going to be one of them. Say he's Northcutt, 30 for 30, trust and believe. It'll happen by the time he's 25 then. Yo, he's going to win, like, UFC Gold at 21, be out of the UFC at 24. Because he's going to find, like, one day he's going to win his belt. He's going to be 22. And John Jones is going to be like, hey, kid, come out with me. And oh, then he's going to, like, news. try blow. And then he's going to be like, oh, my God, this is, like, strippers. And this is what Vegas is? I thought it was just a Mormon temple. Yeah, and right. then he's just going to go crazy. And by the time he's 24, he's out of the UFC. Yeah, and it's going to be right. the most magical ride. You're right. You're right. going to be so happy. So let's talk about wrestling real quick. Um. We have WWE that passed. Obviously, nothing big with the WWE this week. But since you've been gone, we've seen the reign of Roman. Yeah, I don't care. You don't care at all? No, I, I you don't. You didn't like the McMahon angle and him Look, beating the hell out of people? That Raw was a, uh, an excellent Raw as a whole. It was done very well, bringing Vince back. But I've already, I'm already over it. Like, watching Reigns with the title, I'm like, well, what? Like this two is, weeks in. Exactly. And I'm over it. Like, Vince getting arrested this week on Raw. I didn't even watch the Slammys last week because I just didn't care. And then this week I'm watching Raw and I'm like, Vince getting arrested. I was like, this is stupid. And he's wrestling Sheamus next week. I'm like, this is getting stupider by the minute. And I feel like there's going to be some hook to get him off of the title. And, and, and I, it looks like we're going towards Reigns, Triple H at Mania, hopefully. I don't really want this to happen now. Like, but him as champion, I'm like, it just doesn't feel like anything. Well, he has to hold the belt going through there, unless they, you know, give Brock the Reigns rematch. That's what happened for the belt. I'll um, tell you who Brock is wrestling. The Rock. Brock versus The Rock. I don't think The Rock can wrestle. There's like some mm. weird clause in his movie deal. Like, well, yeah, he can't he's get do- hurt. First of all, he's doing the Baywatch movie, right? All he's gotta yeah. do is be buff. Like that's his job. <laughs> be buff and show up to on set and tell a few jokes. Yeah, but your pec can't be torn or whatever the hell whatever. happened to him that one year. And you got Look. like one arm looking like buff as shit. The other arm looks like. I'm you know, just a saying. Diva's arm. What else do you want to see The Rock do? Like, I don't want like to announce Rock being at Mania and he be he's like a special host or something. Like, I don't want to see that shit. And I'm gonna be there. So Rock better get his ass in the ring. 
and wrestle. He's not wrestling. He should. They, they right. need to find a loophole in this. They need to pay him more money. Postpone production. Like, dude, nobody gives a shit about a Baywatch movie. The hundred million people that go to the box office to not see a Baywatch movie. They will go and watch the stupid ass Baywatch movie. Look, look, it can it's wait. It's women a few in months. bikinis running around and bouncing. Who it's else? The is Rock who else with a whistle movie? and shit. Who else in this movie? I don't care. It's women half naked, but I mean, bouncing. All, all I saw, motion. all I've seen was The Rock and Zac Efron are in this movie, which means to me it's, it's a chick movie, not a dude movie. No, Zac Efron's funny as shit. Right, that's why girls see go see Zac Efron. No, I'm just saying, like, you, obviously, you think it's gonna be an all male cast of Baywatch? No, nah, I'm just saying, I don't care. Push the goddamn movie back. And the Hoff is gonna be in it because it's fucking Jesus David Hasselhoff, Christ. so it's gonna do great in Germany. Just push the shit back. I need to see The Rock wrestle at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. That's all I need to see. Rematch SummerSlam. No one, The Rock's not wrestling. I, I think so far the best thing I've seen is on the dirt sheets where they say Brock is gonna go against the Wyatts. Yo, that's not happening. If that happens, Wyatt. I'm out. Yo, and just I'm beat the shit out all four of them at Mania. I'm checking out. If Brock Lesnar wrestles the Wyatts at Mania, I am checking out of What's everything. wrong with that? Get to see Braun Strowman in F5? I don't mind that. Come on, man. It's WrestleMania. You need a marquee matchup. You don't need a squash match because essentially that's what it is. The Wyatts just get ran over every damn time they wrestle. But that's every Mania. Did you complain when they did it against, I don't know, Taker or John Taker's Cena? a thousand years old. That, like, look, when Taker wrestles, it's magical. When Brock Lesnar wrestles, it's brutality. And I want to see Brock in something competitive that I feel like he might be able to lose. No one's competitive with Brock. He just throws everyone but around. But I'm saying, like, who wants to see him against the Wyatts? Like, the Wyatts, that, it's that stupid. God damn it, Kel. You, you had to get Listen, one Listen, this is the dirt sheets. I, I don't mind that, though. I That's, ain't listening to the dirt sheets. He's going to kill someone. You might as well let him kill four people. Not at Mania, At this man. point, I don't want to see Brock one-on-one versus anybody because that shit sucks. Nah, give me Brock versus Rock. Give me that. I'll take it. The it was, Rock's not wrestling. Okay. <laughs> remember this one. Remember this. So one. upset at Mania. Remember this when I'm in Texas, going, "Hey, look, Kel, it's The Rock and Brock in the ring together wrestling." Remember who told you? Okay, I remember this. I, I'll write it down. You don't need to. Just listen with, to the show. Like a like a pen. No, just, just mark this show. Remember this show <laughs> in April when Andreas told you that it's going to be Rock. It's and not Rock and when The Rock comes out to the ring in a red speedo to advertise Baywatch. And cut a promo I during boo. WrestleMania. <laughs> I will boo and I, I will I just leave. want a picture of your face. You're going to look like the one guy who was just shocked when Taker lost. You have a lot of weird conversation today. We're talking about rocks and Speedos, Anderson Silva's bedroom game. What's going on, man? Listen. <laughs> Why are you pointing this? What? Why are you pointing this out now? You said You just got to roll with the flow. You brought up an all-guy Baywatch. I said I'm not going to see it. You brought out him coming out at Mania in the red speedo promoting Baywatch. I it just felt like it went along with the theme. Nah. Let's continue about okay. Raw. Now that you're picking this out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what else do we have on Raw? Uh, we have Kevin Owens killing people, which is dope. Yeah. He came um, out, and I kind of like this three-way. Once again, Dolph Ziggler is, there is no the whack one. There is no three-way. Ziggler will not be in this match. Why? He took the pinfall on SmackDown. He got powerbombed. Ambrose got power on top of them. He's odd man out. Just like Neville's not going to be in that match either. Like, where did that match leave Neville? That's the thing I'm concerned with. 22-second win, and then you get squashed <laughs> for like five minutes by Les- I mean, by Owens. Yeah, I mean, Neville, they don't know what to do with Neville. He really can't speak. He's an elf. He's British. Yeah, He's they the should have went to elf. elf angle. That, that would have been way better than the man gravity it forgot. Wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a better angle. That's a horrible angle. I don't know why you would agree with that shit. I'm just saying, his ears, <laughs> the look, you got to do something. Gravity forgot, like, that's the worst thing. He's literally a superhero with no superpowers. Yeah, but... Again, and he doesn't win enough to hit the red arrow. Like, if his claim to fame is the red arrow, I haven't seen him use that shit in three months. Look, 
here's what Neville's spot's going to be at WrestleMania. Taking an RKO from Orton doing the Red Arrow. Orton's injured, too. Yeah, he can just come back and do that. <laughs> I don't need to see anything else. Just that. Just that. That's, that's like Neville. Drake wants to see a bunch of people who can't I'm wrestle. I'm just saying, Neville's like the prop guy, right? Like, Evan Bourne was the prop guy. Kofi Kingston was a prop guy for yeah, a long like time. He, the, uh, these prop guys, they take moves, and that's what Neville's become, unfortunately. He got a 22-second win, and all we can talk about is Kevin Owens beating the he shit out of him. He got a slammy, though. Nobody cares that's about that. That's his claim to fame. The only he person who slammy. ever got a slammy that I remember was Owen Hart because he carried that shit everywhere. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever. Like, Owen Hart knew what to do with the slammy award. Everybody else, it's like... The Usos so, carry theirs all the time. Who cares? The Usos are, <laughs> Like, how do they win tag team over the New I Day? I don't know. I'm so... I am done with the whole family stupid-ass angle. Like, it's It's done. The League of Nations are cool. Let them go and fight the Wyatts. Just take the belts off all of them. Let them go in a feud against the Wyatts because obviously the Wyatts can now only do four-man matches and, and let that be the angle. Yeah, or finally put know. a belt on Bray. Which one? Give him Del Rio's belt. <laughs> Give him Del Rio's He's, belt. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, just <laughs> it should Del be Rio that easy, though. That Del Rio's done such a horrible job as the U.S. champion that he literally should just be like, here, somebody else can do better with this than Have me. Have this. Yeah, because I stink with it. Yeah, because my finishing move is a super kick while you're on the ground. Hey, it didn't work against Cena this time. No, Super Cena's back. But I don't want to see Cena. I mean, cool, the U.S. Open, you know, the U.S. Challenge and all that stuff. Dope. It was really good for the summer. Do we need to see it another year? Probably not. I like the idea of Cena versus Reigns at Mania as well. I think that's cool. Won't uh, happen. That's, Cena going for the record. Sooner or later, he's going to go to tie Ric Flair's record. Yeah, but who do you hate more in that match? Oh, that's for the fans to decide. I we'll, mean, we'll I be fan, I'll be there, so you'll be there. They obviously boo Cena, so at least you know they're not going to boo Reigns. Yeah, Everyone boo Cena. I will boo Roman Reigns. You're going to boo Reigns? Yes. If he's not a heel? And heel-o? boo Cena? Yes. You're going to boo both of them equally. Why not? We did it with Lesnar <laughs> and Goldberg. I mean, why wouldn't I boo both of them? <laughs> But look, like to be honest with you, to have Cena and Reigns wrestle is like it, they cancel each other out. Like I don't want to see that. Not a mania, not now. Unless Reigns was a heel, unless he was like corporate, unless it was an angle that made sense. Reigns is not over enough as a face for a Cena match for to make sense at Mania unless something's on the line. I guess you could turn Reigns corporate Reigns. I mean, he's in the McMahon angle now. But it's it shocked the hell out of everyone. It's too soon though. It's way too soon. After he destroyed Triple H, it doesn't make any sense. They'd have to move the Triple H match up to Royal Rumble. In like three weeks? Yeah. I mean, you don't need Triple H to build that match. You have Vince McMahon building the match. Yeah, but it, I don't I don't want to see that Royal Rumble. I want to see that Mania. Like, Reigns so is, Reigns Triple isn't H going put, to be champion look, entering WrestleMania. Triple H put Reigns over. Yeah. The only or reason McMahon why. Put Reigns yeah, over. but I mean, Triple H getting destroyed is the reason why you were actually okay with Reigns being the champ. If it wasn't for Reigns running over Triple H after the pay-per-view, you would have looked at that pay-per-view as like, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. Now, without Triple H in the picture, like him wrestling Sheamus next week, there's no heat on that match. Nobody no. cares. McMahon brings the heat as the special guest ref. Reigns could be wrestling anyone. I don't even know if McMahon can count on pinfall these days. Oh, he's in pretty good shape, right? What is he, like 60, I, look, 70? At, 70? If he's 70, ever since Vince McMahon blew out both of his knees... <laughs> <laughs> Coming down to the ring for Batista Cena Royal Rumble. As soon as he rolled into the I, ring, I, I was just like, oh. Yo, I trust nothing that Vince can do. I, I don't trust him to count a pinfall. Like, he'll, he'll like, throw his hand up, and he'll just fly off in, like, the first row. Decrepit-ass Vince McMahon. Listen, like, you're not he, supposed to be doing shit like that at 70. Exactly. 
being like he's but ratings take, were dropping, man. He'll lose an arm. Yo, he'll, he'll lose t- an arm. I'm telling you to to pick up ratings. He'll he's lose going an arm. to take a bump. I think so. He's going to take a bump, and I don't know what's going to happen. I hope and, Reigns puts him through a table. No, I don't want Vince to die yet. <laughs> Not like that. That's a one hell of a way to go out. Not like that. It's a win win. Reigns will go up. Triple H run the company. You ever seen the movie The Fan? Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes. No. Robert De Niro is like his fan crazy guy, and he kills like Wesley Snipes' teammate Benicio del Toro, and he like tells Wesley, "He's like, I did it for you." That's kind of like if Roman Reigns killed Vince McMahon, and Roman <laughs> Reigns go to Triple H, be like, "Yo, I did this for you. Now you can take <laughs> over the company." Like that's, that, but that's you don't want that to happen. Not on not on TV. That'd not be amazing though. Vince will do it. Vince is crazy. Vince will do anything. I mean, Vince would blew himself up in a car in a limo. <laughs> Vince gives care. no fucks. That, that man has no fucks. And I think him. we see something like that. I I don't. I don't think they let Reigns lose the title unless they want him to face Sheamus again at the Rumble to just take the title back again in, like, some crazy shit, like a Hell in a Cell or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Reigns is only good in gimmick matches, by the way. I, I've said this on previous well, shows. he was good against Daniel Bryan in Fastlane last year. And I, I blame Daniel Bryan for putting Reigns over, but <laughs> da- Roman Reigns was good in the Daniel Bryan match. Okay, but a trained monkey is good against Daniel Bryan. Nah, trained monkeys wouldn't look good against Daniel Bryan. I don't they're know. They're too short. <laughs> Oversized gorilla? I don't know. What do you want? Like I'm Daniel Bryan makes everyone look good. That's like saying, "Oh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns will be a horrible match." Never. It wouldn't. But what I'm saying is, like, it's hard to put Reigns in. The, like right now, and this is what we did last year at Mania. When Mania was when Royal Rumble ended last year, and we all sat there and was like, "Fuck this!" Like when Roman Reigns run won, we were like, "This is bullshit." And then everything kind of took form over the next couple of months. We got some time. I kind of would like to see Kevin Owens get that shot. I think it'd be good. But I mean, who wins the Rumble, you think? And, you know, we're still a couple of weeks away. And we have the a big whole show. Because he enters at number one, apparently. Yeah, is that that's he, good. I'm, I'm glad we don't get last year where he's, like, one of the last three in there. He's always, like, if you've looked at Royal Rumble's past, Big Show's always one of the last guys there. And he's always the guy you look at and, like, he's never going to win. Why do they keep putting him in there? It's not believable. they want someone to throw a big-ass guy over the top. So, like, this year, you know, at, at Raw, he came out. And the, first of all, that whole angle with the Miz and then like our truth and Zack Ryder and like all the worst losers in the world yes. coming out, and then Big Show comes out and like, did you hear Ryback? He like burped into the mic. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, that was a horrible like, attempt. All this was at bad. And then Big Show comes out. And he's like, I'm the first entrant. I'm number one in the Royal Rumble. And I'm like trying to figure out: Are you the first entrant, or are you going to be the number one guy in the Royal Rumble? And like nobody <laughs> in commentary said anything. They were just no, like, commentary whatever. is the worst part Yo, of Byron, right now. Byron Saxon like doing the Rock. Like, he's horrible. You know what? I don't mind Saxon if it's him and Graves because Graves just bags on him the whole time. Corey Graves is actually really good. Oh, Corey Graves is amazing. Yeah. He needs to get the call up. He's a – I mean, NXT can't get anything wrong. <laughs> like at this one, No. Like, they can't. Like, everything they do is gold. I just watched last week's episode with that hot-ass crowd when Gable and Jordan won oh, that tag team yeah. match. It was, like, at the end of the London special, yeah. and, like, the London crowd was still going bananas. Yo. First of all, Gable and Jordan are so over right They're now. getting the belts. They have to. They, they're just too good. And I think we see Enzo and Cass at some point, maybe at the Rumble, I come mean, up Enzo, to main roster. It could be Enzo, Cass, and Gable and Jordan at, at Mania weekend, NXT. That wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't mind it. I'm but, I mean, saying. we already – I think this was the end of Enzo and Cass in NXT. I don't know, they man. They didn't take the titles. It was a great match. It they they proved like, what they had to prove, like – Enzo proved that he can go in a match, which a lot of people question. If like, this is what they prove, as a wrestler. if this is what they prove that they can't win the titles, and guys like the mechanics can be the champs, and everybody else can be the champs, and then they go to the main roster, they're doomed. 
Well, the mechanic swagger jacks like old school. Blake and I mean Blake and Morris also, also were champions before Cass and Enzo. Yeah, Cass and Enzo need to win the titles before going up to the I main roster. I thought so too, but maybe they don't. I I was just talking about this with a friend of mine. I disagree. I don't think Enzo and Cass need the titles. I think they're so good that they don't need it. But the mechanics they need it because no one really cares about them. So to, to gain interest in them, they got to put a title on them, get a little steam with them. But Enzo and Cass, they they go out there and do that that promo. They're over every single time. I see, but that's but my only concern is is that they're over with their promo. But then that's it. I know you hate that, but. They've unfortunately fallen into the Bray Wyatt category, where you're so good at doing what you do, you do not need a belt to enhance you. And now, then, suddenly you are an enhancement talent to everybody else, and without even knowing it. Like I like Enzo and Cass as they like. I I just like for a storybook ending for them to get the titles and then go up. Like that's what I like. Like they don't need the titles right now. They're so over. That's true. They don't need the titles. But I want them to win. If Blake and Murphy can win the titles, yeah. Enzo and Cash get a, at least get the titles. Shit, we even saw the Vaude Villains hold it for like three weeks. But I'm saying Blake and Murphy. Think I, about this. Blake I like and Blake and Murphy. Did you like them before they won the titles? No, not at all. Did you know their last names before they won the titles? I still don't know their last exactly. names. Exactly. <laughs> is is a, Blake and Murphy their last names or their first names? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. The only reason why you care was because Alexa the Bliss. Yeah, yeah. Alexa Bliss and, and he, she has the Freddy Cougar hand. Yeah, they but other nice than that. I like how they enter the ring. With that little baseball slide thing on our ropes. It's dope. Dope little entrance. <laughs> I don't mind it. They won't be around next year. You know what? I want to see the hype bros get a run. Nope. My boy Mojo Raleigh. That guy's That's too much energy. No, it's never. It's wrestling. It's pro wrestling. Yeah, He's a great character. There's, there's a, a certain point where you go, God damn it, calm down. Like, shit. It's because you have to get hype. You he, don't stays hype. <laughs> he stays hype. He stays hype. My boy Mojo Raleigh. Let's get back to Raw for a minute. We, we done veered off course and started talking NXT because we could talk that all day. And it's uh, only a one-hour show. Yeah, there was the Sasha match that was pretty good. That match was trash. It wasn't bad. I, and you, I like that they gave him 15 minutes. Listen, that match was bad. And let me explain why it, everything felt like they were on a big stage that couldn't handle the spotlight. Like, the moves felt really stiff. Like, the only thing that I enjoyed was the sequence at the end where the, the, the bank statement, the disarmer to the pin. Yeah. But other than that, like... The interference, it felt too choreographed. Like, the move, like, everything. And it, it, it was 15 minutes too long. Like, it felt like really, it felt like a long match. Sasha Banks doesn't have bad matches. But her and Becky Lynch had terrible chemistry that night. I, I was happy to see him go. And, like, I, I didn't like the interference aspects. And, once again, Team Bad is really bad to me. Like, just let Sasha go. Unity! <laughs> like, yeah, like, we don't need a female New Day. Like, we're, we're good. Sasha's better than that. Just let her rock. You know what's funny? They haven't even recognized that she hasn't been pinned yet. Sasha? Sasha's undefeated. Yeah, no. Nah, they haven't mentioned it yet. It's it's kind of like Vince is smart enough to know what he has, but he doesn't want to use it yet. I mean, they have He's to pull the trigger at Mania. Have to. But now it looks like Becky's getting the next push. So what, she's going to have a one-off at Royal Rumble? Yeah, she's going to wrestle Charlotte and lose. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. See how you see what you did there? Mm. Uh, I, I just hate the, the one pay-per-view builds. It, it's really just starting to irk me. It's all bad. Like, just do a three-month build. Like, you have Sasha. You have Charlotte. Hell, we don't like Charlotte. Char- Charlotte's horrible. Now, you turned her heel. So, Sasha can't be a heel. Like, she's, she can't be anything else at this point. It's, it's, she's a heel character, and then you should have let that build. 
have something build up throughout that. It was booked poorly, and it felt like they booked that match. So, like Vince was like, "Show me what you got, girls," and they had that match, and Vince was like, "Never mind." Like it, it felt like one of those things because that match just wasn't good, and it felt like they put them on stage because they had a great match at NXT Takeover. Yeah. And then that match just turned out to be a big steaming pile of shit. But it had a good build at NXT TakeOver. Once again, you just throw people. Vince probably told him like that day, like, yo, you're wrestling new. You got 15 minutes. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. Thanks. Was there anything else noteworthy at Raw this week? Um, No, we covered the the bunch of shitty guys in the ring at once. Uh, The Rock's announcement. The That's it. The main event was, was Cena and Del Rio. It wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. But it wasn't good either. Reigns come in. Uh, I guess after Raw went off air, there was a big stare, like stare down between Reigns and Cena. Yeah. So I don't know if that means anything. It means that they'll probably – no, it won't because Reigns won't be in the Royal Rumble. Because usually that moment happens at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. The fans go crazy. And Yay! then you look up at the stupid sign. Yeah. And they both – yeah, they both look and they point. Point, yeah. And then they Mania. wrestle. And then some shit happens. And, yeah. they, and then Vince comes out and blows out both his knees and <laughs> Rumble. Yeah. Do you, you still didn't say who wins the Rumble. I don't know. Like, right now, I can't call it. I'd like to say Kevin Owens is going to win it. But I feel like if he's in the Intercontinental match, there's a chance he might not even be in the Rumble, which would be awful for business. But I'm I'm leaning towards Kevin Owens right now. But I'm still in that mindset that Sami Zayn is going to come down and ruin this as El Generico. I'm holding out hope for this. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I'm going to hold out hope. He has keep to come back up to the main roster sooner or later. Yeah, he. I mean, he looked good in his, you know, coming back to NXT. Um who did he been perfect ten? Uh, that crowd was hot for that match. I was yep. glad to see Sammy back, but I want him to go to the main roster fight Kevin Owens. That's Do we I get someone about. else? You think that uh, comes up maybe even for a one off in the Rumble from NXT? Oh yeah, we'll get somebody in the Rumble, um, like a Samoa Joe or not a Finn. Finn is like no Finn's special. You can't, yeah, you can't like, do that to him. Um, who who would be the perfect guy from NXT? I don't want to see Rhino either. Like no, nah, he's not no because no, <laughs> we did Bo Dallas, we did Rusev. And they both had decent showings. Cor- yeah, Corbin, Corbin wouldn't be bad. Cor- Corbin's actually, that, that's probably the perfect guy and to show he's a big-ass dude. Like, he can, like, throw people outside the ring. You it, believe it. You know what? This is how this makes sense. Apollo Crews would be great, but he's black and Vince ain't having that. Too, too soon. Too soon. Um, <laughs> but this makes sense. Big Show eliminates everybody in the ring by himself, and then, like, the 13th entrance is Baron Corbin. And him and Big Show have a stare down, and the fans actually would cheer for Baron Corbin because everybody wants Big Show to retire and die. Yes. Maybe not die, but retire. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, Apollo Crews ain't going over in the Rumble. I mean, our truth is in it. Vince, like, oh, only so many black people in the Rumble. Yeah. So New day already. That's Vince. enough about Raw. I don't, I don't care about it. All right. ROH. So, yeah. ROH final battle was last week. Yep. I got through a good half of it and then read about the others. So. Yeah. So, Jay Lethal retained against AJ Styles. Which is cool. See, Jay Lethal, he's coming up on what? You have Seven to, months? You have months? to watch the match because the it's match champions. is really good. I was planning on watching the match, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> well, wow. Yeah. No, I, like, it wasn't because it was bad wrestling, obviously, on. I was just tired. Like, Yeah. No, lethal. Too for, much mac and cheese. For AJ, damn. For AJ Styles have a bad back injury, he wrestled the hell out of that match. He's – I don't know what New Japan is going to do with him. And I don't know. Now that his back hurt is hurt, I don't know if that hurts him coming to NXT – I kind of don't want him to see him come to WWE. I'd rather just him just stay away. Like he's like Fedor. Like at a certain point, you just stay away. Yeah, he's uh, don't ruin I, him. He doesn't have enough time left, really. Like to get the push that he really deserves, I don't think he has enough time left on his body. He's like thirty-five, yeah, just I like mean, some old Joe. Joe's older, but it's different. Like AJ's performed so well in New Japan and the ROH. 
that it's like you feel like if he comes to the main roster, he should get an instant push, but they're so crowded at the top. Yeah, but they're so thin in the middle. But you don't want to see him in the middle. He's too good. He's too good. Like James Storm's in the middle. You know what I'm saying? James Stewart, main roster? No, main roster? Like, you, like AJ doesn't go to the main roster. Oh, you think he comes to NXT? He has to. You can't just waste. Once again, you're bringing in 35-year-old men. You can't just have a middle if, in if NXT. If Joe's in NXT, years. AJ will be in NXT. If Joe a- needs to bring his ass up, too. If AJ came to the main roster, where would he go? I mean, Wrestling matches with Neville? No thanks. <laughs> I'll pass. I'm good. Just keep No, he has to start taking, like, the big show spot and all, all these whack-ass people that they keep putting on SmackDown. And everything. Make SmackDown good again. Well, like, we'll what's, what's wrong with a big roster? A we'll, big mid-card makes these weekly shows good. Maybe you don't star in pay-per-view matches right away, but you have good storylines to fill out your weekly events Yeah, that, like see, it's supposed to be. It'd be fine if I trusted the writers. I don't trust creative right now with none of this. So that's my problem with AJ. But anyway, AJ Lethal was a great match. The Kyle O'Reilly-Adam Cole match was really good too, except for the finish. Oh, I was, I was right about to get into that match too. It was out. <laughs> Easy. Lights <laughs> out for me. So when I get home, though, that was a no, yeah, I got that two match, good matches to look forward to. Though. They used to be tag team partners, a yep. future shot back in the day, and, and O'Reilly and, and, and Cole, Cole de- delivered a great promo. He's a guy who feels like he's ready for that the jump to the main roster. And you like Cole, right? But oh, as, Adam a, Cole a lot. as a heel. Hell yeah. Heel Cole. Not a face. Nah, nah. He's a heel. PWG. Yeah. Um, the tag team match with the Bucks, you know, Red Titus and, and, and Kenny King went over. Which much to the chagrin of everybody was watching because the Bucks put on a great show, but yeah. it's expected, you know. Once again, the Bucks are another one of those teams. They don't need belts or they don't need to push all the time to stay hot. They are hot. Put other people over. Yeah, every like. Then you had the like the Roderick Strong Bobby Fish match, which was interesting because it felt like because ROH just signed this deal with PWG, it felt like they had to transition Roddy into a heel because the heel in PWG, and they tried to do that with the Bobby Fish match. And it had the weird finish where, like, they used the SummerSlam thing. Yeah. With the, 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 the tap out and the ref didn't yeah. see it. First of all, all right, let me get this on my chest. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> when, why do people let go? Like, John Cena did the same thing. If you don't hear the fucking bell ring. Don't let go of the hold. Don't let go. Everybody was like, oh, we tap. The ref's knocked out. And then you let go of the hold. Why do you do that? Like, John Cena did it. Bobby Fish did it against Roderick. The ref was knocked out. They're sportsmen. Fuck that. They are faces. You, you, you let go when the person taps. No, you, why? You don't try to inflict more pain because they're good guys. I don't care. But <laughs> Roddy tapped. The ref didn't see it. And Bobby Fish let go and it ended up him getting sick, kicked, and beat. Stop doing dumb shit like this. <laughs> but f- also, the ending of SummerSlam was so strange and confusing. Why would you put that in your pay-per-view? Because you bit that finish and it's been done before and it never works. It never gets anybody over. Well, I mean, you do it so you have a continuation to the storyline. But it's supposed I, without making people that, look bad. And therein lies the other problem. Doesn't feel like Bobby Fish and Roddy is like a program that's going to continue in ROH. So why would you do this? Well, if they're trying to truly make him a heel, a heel isn't born overnight, unless you know you slap a small child or something. Now that I can <laughs> this get is into. always your thing. I know <laughs> <laughs> that smacking kids. I'm all for it. As long as it's not kids that I have or I know, you can slap my nephew. Every time we see Cena, and uh, it's like me and my girlfriend were chilling, and she doesn't like John Cena now either. So I was just like, yo, Cena as a heel would be great. And then she's like, oh, remember when Andreas said on your show that he should just, 
you know, just completely talk about the cancer kid. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, my God. She brings it up all the time, too. And I was like, he's a horrible person. This is, yo, this is all that I think. The best like, Connor cares. Move. Yo, it's the best heel <laughs> move ever. Like, if John Cena just came out, was like, man, fuck Connor cares. <laughs> yo, everybody in the world be like, yo, Cena's a dick. Like, that's the way you turn him heel. There's no other, like, that's the best way. I think kids you can just start mad. rapping again. Nah, kid, look, don't you agree with me, don't you? I, I agree. I was just talking about this with a friend of mine, too. Like, the best way to turn Cena heel is just have him be obnoxious with, like, this, you know, all the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation stuff. Yeah. But then he started doing, like, little, you know, jackass stuff to little kids, like, pushing them out the way and stuff like that. Be a perfect way to turn Beating him Beating them at video games? Exactly. If you're going to be, if you're going to put Cena as a heel, you have to really do some dastardly shit. That's it. And, be like I said, life. Like, throw it in everybody's face. Like, I'm better than you. Look, I got 500 make a wishes. Like, Cena yeah. as a heel would be great, but it's never going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. It's too much money in the merch. Like, when the, when the merch is making that much money, you can't turn Cena heel. I'd love to see it, though, but i love to see, like, a hidden camera. Like, Cena leaves, like, the Make-A-Wish thing, and Cena goes back and he, like, blows his nose on the kid's T-shirt or something. <laughs> like, I'd love to see, like, Cena just do something dastardly like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, pee in a kid's drink. <laughs> And be like, fuck these kids. Like, that's what I want to see. But it's Red Bull, really. Is it Red Bull? It's just like all vodka or something. Yeah. Like, you just see it like poor vodka. Yeah, I'd like to see something horrible to turn John Cena heel, but it's not going to happen. So we'll just live with it. So, you know. Yeah, I'm getting phone calls and everything. People are just disrespecting a podcast. So, yeah, anyway, Final <laughs> Battle was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I can't wait because they advertise the anniversary show right after. So I'm like, yeah, Vegas anniversary show is going to be dope. But the only thing I care about is Wrestle Kingdom. Russell King, I mean, how did this make you feel? Obviously, you left with your impression of uh, AJ Styles and looked healthier than you thought he'd look, which is good. Does this make you more hype for Wrestle Kingdom and, and what we're about to see next okay. week? Let me just read. I'm, I'm just going to read the matches for Wrestle Kingdom, okay? <laughs> Andre's about to mark out right now. <laughs> because, I wish you could see his face. We got to get the video aspect up because he looks so happy. I'm going to skip the, the Rumble match with Tiger Mask and Eugene Nagata. It's always the, the young guys in there. The first match on the card is Red Dragon versus Silent and Ricochet versus Rapongi Vice versus the Young Bucks in a four-way tag team match. Now, first of all, I hate, hate four-way, <laughs> but I'm gonna make an acceptance. I'm gonna accept this one as long as Red Dragon doesn't win and retain. Okay, that's they the first always match. win and retain. They it's never New Japan. lose in New Japan. The next match is Bad Luck, the Bullet Club with Bad Luck Fail, Tamatanga, and Takahashi versus Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, and Toriyano. Eh, whatever. The Briscoes are over there. The Briscoes are there too. The oh, next shit. match is Jay Lethal versus Michael Elgin. Nice. Michael, Jay Lethal's debut in New Japan. Wow. Yo, this partnership is great. For the way. ROH title, by the way. This is a title match because Elgin beat Moose at the pay, at final battle, so he gets a shot at Jay Lethal in New Japan. Okay? Next match is Kenny Mega against Kushida. Ooh, okay. For the, for the junior heavyweight title. Then we got Gattles and Anderson versus Maccabi and Hama. Which Hanuma has been amazing. I've, we forgot to totally mention him in match of the year against Ishii for the tag team titles. And uh, Gallows supposedly is, you know, looking at an NXT run, which is odd. I'm cool on Gallows being an NXT. Just he was, like yeah, a, I mean, he was already in WWE. He was yeah. Festus. I, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> um, then Naito versus Goto in their match. It's a grudge match. And Naito's been a tremendous heel. Like, I'm just reading the card and I don't care. Then Nakamura and AJ Styles. Come on, man. That's like, the match of the night. Should be, but Okada and Tanahashi will probably steal the show. I don't know. Because Tanahashi. Ta I don't know. Look, Nakamura versus Styles is just. I'm just saying, Tanahashi's crazy. like John Cena, except 
he's he's he should have been done years ago. Like his bad back should have put him out of New Japan a year or two ago at G1. Everybody was questioning him, and he's been as good as ever. And this is Okada's rematch. His come up in against Tanahashi. Okada has to win, by the way. Okada has to win. But I'm here for this. <laughs> like WWE can kiss my ass. I'm here <laughs> for this Wrestle Kingdom card because from top to bottom. This is better than almost any car the WWE can put on. Now, hopefully they perform as well as the car yeah. states, but this I mean, card is loaded. You're going to have three three matches at least on there that's better than anything we saw all year. Like, Dave Meltzer should be losing his mind putting stars on these matches. <laughs> it should be amazing. I mean, that four-way tag match is going to be credible. It should be. It could be a spot fest, but I don't care. Ricochet and Sido? Uh, yeah, Ricochet and They're going to steal that match. They're going to lose. Because they always lose. Like, I don't know who wins any of these matches. Except for I really think Okada's going to win. Nakamura's going to win. Red Dragon wins. I mean, if they had active betting on New Japan Pro Wrestling, I'd put whatever you want on Red Dragon winning. Because I hate it at this point. They win all the damn time. They they do. But, like I said, I'm here for it. I care nothing else about what else goes on in wrestling. You throwing a party for this? Like, I thought about it. I come crash at your crib? I thought about it. But, see, like, New Japan shows are, like, dumb late at night. Is it, like, at 2 in the morning because of the time difference? Y'all can't come in my house that late. Okay, I don't want to be at your house <laughs> at 2 a.m. But I'm saying, like, are you going to watch it live? Like, you're going to set your alarm? I don't know. I might. I mean, we could watch it the next day. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I would suggest. <laughs> yes. I mean, we could watch it. It's not like we have traditional jobs. I just write all day. You just write all day. Yeah, that's true. No, A lot have, of people we know just write all day. We, we just come to, over. And, you we know. might have to do that. Cause, uh, what's it, January 6th? So, yeah, we might have to do it. Look, yeah, look, champagne I'm, on you. <laughs> mimosas. Got I've got – you seen my bar. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for all this. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, we got a plan then. Yeah. The quarter podcast, we might have to do like a nice little live feed or something. Mimosa, yeah. <laughs> mimosas <know>? had <laughs> – <laughs> Yo, mimosas is like the most unmanly drink to listen, have. Man, I'll create a poster and everything for us. Mimosas and mayhem. Yeah, look, I'm, look, I'm with party. it. Like, <laughs> I'm with it. I'm just saying. Somebody's going to be like, yo, drink mimosas? Yes, I drink mimosas. He drinks mimosas. Hey. The headaches, man. I can't, I can't do the champagne. Headaches. Hey, Kel, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> champagne is made for standing on furniture and clubs hey. and, and pouring on women. That, that is it. <laughs> so that is our show for today. Anything else we missed, though? No, nah, man. I feel nah. like you've been gone two weeks. Anything else you got to get off your chest? No, nah, I got I held it down. I had pr- two pretty good episodes. No yeah, goddamn it, Kel moments. You did well. You did Thank well, you. sir. Thank I, you. I applaud you. Look I clap this. my hands, but I have a mic in one hand and a phone in another. But you did, <laughs> you did a great job, sir. You did Thank a great you. job. Thank you. So we'll be back next week to talk about what happened at 195. I will surely be back next week. I'll be there next week. <laughs> the week after is when I'm going on my cruise. Okay, so. you'll be on your cruise after that. I guess I have to find another guest host of some sort. Somebody will be here. Ryan will do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Talk. <laughs> then, then after that, we'll be sem- – nope, then I'm going to Sundance. So then it'll be another week that I miss. So, And then I think the week after that, I'm going to South By. South so By is y- not – is it February? It's in March. March? You don't know when you're going out of town? No, it's the beginning of March. Yeah. What, what week is Sundance? Sundance is the end of January. Oh, I yeah, thought it was in February. Time. No, February is the Grammys. And then I got to do the Grammys. But I'll you be do back a for this million show. Damn yeah, things. The beginning, the, look, the beginning of 2016 is busy. Busy. Much props to my wife having to deal with me during all this. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be busy. So I, I miss like a week. I, I might have to do a calling show during Sundance because there's going to be a lot going on out there. But yeah. We'll now that sounds like a plan. Yeah. Andres is going to Mexico. I'll be here in Vegas just all sad and lonely I, and with the I podcast will drink listeners. for you. 
<laughs> and everybody else in this store right now. I have liquor, <laughs> enough liquor in my system for everybody. Nah, dope. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. I have no Snapchat. That's just too much social media. You have media. no Snapchat? Hell no. Well, everything I am at Kel Dansby. You yeah, are? I'm at Andreas Hell. Twitter and Instagram. That's enough for me. Like, <laughs> I can't go. even do Facebook. Like, nope, no thanks. God. Too much. Uh, you can follow us as the show, uh, The Corner LSN, on yeah. all social media. Um, yeah, we're trying to get this YouTube up and popping so you guys can see these episodes as well, which is cool. Make sure you go back and support some older show. Um, last week's show was really good. Like I said, we're, our goal is 10,000 listens for that show. So make it happen. Click away. Listen to the awards. Listen to the ciphers. Thanks, everyone, who has supported. 2016 is going to be a big year for us. So, Yeah, hope to see you next year. Don't die. Um, yeah, I won't. I'll be at your crib to, you know, to ring in <laughs> next year. Mimosa's on you. Just just don't die. Just everybody be safe if you're listening to the show. If you happen to be listening to the show on New Year, get a life. Um, you don't need to listen <laughs> to our show on New Year's. Go find yourself something to do. But if First you do, off, we appreciate it. If they listen to it on New Year's Eve, they need a life. On New Year's, they should be listening to our show because right. they're going to be hungover at home with nothing to do. You're right. You're right. And you, Kel's voice will give you a headache. Mine won't. Listen, I ain't say no crazy shit today. Besides nah, maybe The Rock and The Speedo. <laughs> and Anderson Silva's bedroom game. That's Listen, enough, man. I We're out here. By, I stand by those statements. We're out. See you guys next week. Peace. I wish I We underrated. We educated. The corner was our time.